welcome back to a very special episode of Between the Lines. I'm joined by my two co-hosts. We got Dan and Jad. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. But uh, I just want to first thank everyone who's listened to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. We thank everyone for listening in. Uh, Again, links to our social medias will be in the description of each episode. We thank you guys for reaching out, giving feedback and all that. Uh, Keep on sending DMs to us if you want any requests to talk about something on the podcast. We're open to anything. But without further ado, we have a little special episode. I'll let Dan uh, take the wing for this one. So Dan, go ahead. Yeah, so pretty much with the inaugural episode, actually, for the NBA, we just wanted to do a quick little rumor roundup for kind of the Ben Simmons news. So me being a 76ers fan, I kind of know sort of the inside scoop on this. But basically, um, nothing's been good. It has been a pretty ugly situation. Ben Simmons is not really responding to his teammates. Uh, There's a rumor uh, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, and Matisse Thibel we're actually planning on flying out to Los Angeles to meet up with Simmons and basically try to convince him to stay with the team. And he's like, no, 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 like, don't even come. Don't even bother. Don't waste your miles. Don't waste your time. Um, and the team is kind of trying to keep them. And a lot of shots are kind of being taken. Joel Embiid was sort of mocking his, you know, offseason jump shot videos. Doc Rivers is, is saying a bunch of things. It's just been a real ugly situation. So, Today, you know, we kind of want to get our two cents in and sort of do a couple mock trades. Um, so we'll start with you, Nishan. What was your mock trade, your first one? All right, so I'm, to be honest, I'm not a huge NBA fan. I follow the Wizards occasionally, but I, I've i been doing some, like, due diligence on the Ben Simmons news, but I actually have one big trade. I had, like, two small trades, but I settled on a big three-team trade that I think could be pretty effective for all three teams in this um, I think three or two main teams that I think could be in the play for Ben Simmons are one, the Portland Trailblazers, and two, the Sacramento Kings. And I say each of these teams because when I watch the Trailblazers, they 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 structure their team like they're in win-now mode. They're emphasized by Damian Lillard's passive-aggressive threat, and he's basically threatening to leave the team if they don't put a winning roster around him, which is why I think Ben Simmons coming there will be a great addition to them, especially if they want to win. They have a strong squad around Damian Lillard, but I think they're most likely one piece away from being a true contender even with him. And I also have the Sacramento Kings because I think that they're still rebuilding. Excuse me, But Ben Simmons, along with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, would be a good addition, and it'll be a good sort of – just a good – how do I put this? Just a good foundation is what I want to say. So here's the details. While I I do think Simmons on the Blazers would be good, I have him actually going to the Kings in this trade. I have the Blazers getting Harrison Barnes from the Kings, Damian Jones, and recently drafted Davion Mitchell. I have the Sixers getting CJ McCollum, a 22 first-round pick, and a 2024 first-round pick. And I think the Kings get Ben Simmons. And what I like about this trade is I think Harrison Barnes is a great 3 and D small forward who will come into the Trailblazers, he'll knock down threes. He shot 39% from deep since the start of the 2018-19 season. And I think he has basically the prototypical size to match up against any top forward in the league. And he has good enough speed to provide the Blazers with the sort of switch ability that they've been lacking a lot on defense. And then for the 76ers, 
they need a perimeter shot creator. Obviously, you didn't have that with Ben Simmons, and that's what they've been trying to get ever since they drafted him. And CJ McCollum, he's basically just that. He creates off the dribble so much. He's a great spot-up shooter, too. And then when we look at the Kings, as I said earlier, that core of Fox, Halliburton, and Simmons is just a great place to just launch a mini, mini rebuild. I still think they're just like a big man away from being a playoff team, but they just need a shakeup. And that's basically my sense on a Ben on a Ben Simmons trade. Hope you guys can discuss that. Yeah, yeah. So I dig that a lot, actually. Um, Sixers get a decent return for Simmons. Um, Kings obviously get a guy. Kings have been out of the playoffs for a while here. In my opinion, they just need to make something happen. That's why I like a Ben Simmons trade so much for them. And you'll yeah. see I have a Kings trade in my, uh, my mocks as well. Um, only issue I have really is the Blazers. So, you know, you're getting a Harrison Barnes. You're getting a young, promising rookie. Look good in, you know, Summer League for whatever it matters. Uh, in Davion Mitchell, but you're not really getting like that running mate to go alongside Damian Lillard. So you're getting mm-hmm. some more depth, some more role players, but you're not really getting an, a second star essentially. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Dan there. I don't think they'd give up CJ McCollum for for not another superstar to put next to Dan. I just I think for the other two teams, I really like it, but that's kind of like a sideways move, if not a back step for the Blazers. All right, yeah, I, d- I definitely see that. And I think those two points are really valid. I just – I think this was this was best, especially for the Sixers and Kings. I sort of threw the Blazers in there just because of the rumors. But, yeah, I definitely see your, your guys' two points. So, uh, Jad, what, what about your trade? All right, kind of to take a, take a little step back here. Um, this whole offseason has really been about where Simmons is going to go. We've heard the Pacers, we've heard the Blazers, and we've heard the Timberwolves, I think, are the three main ones. And um, my thing there is Daryl Morey clearly wants wants a certain kind of, like, trade package for Ben Simmons. And um, I'm pretty confident that all three of those teams have actively been trying to trying to make that trade happen. And it just hasn't gone through. And I think that's why Ben is still on the Sixers. And I think that's why his teammates try to convince him. Because they're just not getting the package back. So I'm trying to go with my trades. I thought maybe go a little outside the box. So I've got two teams for my first one. So for my first one, I'm going to go Ben Simmons actually going to the Hornets in return for Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, and two first-round picks. I like and the that. Hornets get Ben Simmons and Danny Green. I um I think Melo and, and Simmons would actually be hell, extremely fun to watch with both their kind of passing ability. And then Simmons could kind of hide the Hornets. The that would be so fun. Problem. That would be so fun to watch, especially with Simmons throwing lobs to Bridges. Be oh, crazy. my God. That'd and then, so then going to the, the Sixers side, I think they get Gordon Hayward, who could pretty easily fit into their rotation. And then Terry Rozier, who, who you know, we saw in that one playoff series that this guy really can be that guy. So, I don't know. I think this is a pretty fair trade for both those teams. So, yeah, I think I like that trade for both teams. I think, like, on paper it looks good. But, like, I'm just off the top of my head, do both teams have, like, the salary to – do that trade like yeah so so i think i think where where it works there is because terry rozier and gordon hayward got overpaid so it it works and then it evens out for the sixer side because of danny green so the contracts do work okay but like for the hornets they're not like they're already like not a great shooting team like i think what's it called hayward didn't wasn't shooting like phenomenally bridges isn't a great shooter uh, Melo's a pretty good shooter. Rozier is, is decent. But if they bring in Ben Simmons and, like, Danny Green would probably be off the bench, 
would that still like make them like a playoff contending team, like even like second round championship round team, or would they just be at the bottom of the at the playoff picture? Yeah, usual? I see I see what you're saying, but I kinda see I kinda see the Hornets as kinda like a Grizzlies kind of team. I think the Grizzlies they had like a a pretty pretty low ceiling, low floor kind of team going into next year. And then they made some moves with the Valanchunas trade to kinda kinda step into those actual low seed playoff playoff like teams fighting for the low seeds of the playoff. So I think that the if the Hornets did this trade, I think yeah, their 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 uh, floor might drop a little bit because you know the shooting and whatever you want to say. But I think this would be a trade that really raises their ceiling. And I think the Hornets are a team that has went for those kind of moves in the past. So I could see right. it happen. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I would like say that. you know despite all the excitement around Lamelo Ball, obviously. Gordon Hayward was the Hornets' best player last year. He was good in really all the statistics, was a really solid shooter. I think for the Sixers, that would be good. And on top of that, you're getting back Terry Rozier, a guy who can start at point guard for you. Um, Isn't going to be as good defensively as Ben Simmons, but really, realistically for the Sixers, you're not going to get anybody who's going to be as good or better than Ben Simmons defensively. But then you're getting two first-round picks. So I see that as a solid return for both teams. Hornets are getting a little bit younger, a little bit more exciting, kind of fitting that timeline a little bit better. So I like that a lot. All right. So now if I can go to my next trade here, I've got a I've got a trade scenario where maybe maybe Ben Simmons refuses to suit up for the Sixers and they're forced to put a trade together. So I this is a three team trade, including the Sixers, Clippers, and Raptors. So for the Sixers side, I have them receiving Gordon Drodrick, Eric Bledsoe, Marcus Morris Sr and a first-round pick from the Clippers. The Clippers get Ben Simmons, and then the Raptors get Danny Green, Luke Kennard, and then that's it. So so first, starting with the, the 76ers side, I actually, myself, I really do like Goran Dragic. I think I think he's a really good – I mean, we saw it in the Heat's little little finals run, fluke or not. I think he, he showed he could really be a good ball handler and, like, facilitator, and I think that would really work with the Sixers rosters. And then they get two other veterans who maybe not Eric Bledsoe as much, but are pretty playoff proven. So I think this would be the other two teams kind of convincing the Sixers that they need more vets on their roster, and then they get a first-round pick on top of it. Why would the Raptors ever do that? I'll get to that. So then moving to the Clippers, the Clippers get Ben Simmons, which I think personally would be amazing to watch. I think I think him along with their other stars plus the defense on that team would just be honestly would probably put them as the, the leading contenders going into next year. So it's a it's a must do for them. And then going to the Raptors, they get Danny Green and Luke Kennard, who maybe aren't as good as as um Goran Dragic alone, but there was rumors all offseason that Goran Dragic wanted to trade out of there. So I could see if any if any team was to kind of bring back Luke Kennard's potential, I think that would be the Raptors. So the Raptors kind of go for an upside kind of move while also getting Danny Green, who's amazing for them. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty bad uh, for the value of Ben Simmons. In my <laughs> opinion, you know, and I'll, I was going to go over this, but Moore is not going to trade him, man. If he's going to get something like that, he's literally going to keep him stashed on the bench for the rest of eternity. If he's that those are the trades that he's getting. He's not gonna trade him unless he gets a good offer. So with that, I mean it's solid I'd say for the other teams. Solid fit. You know, Clippers defensively would be 
freakish to say the least. But I mean, I, for the Sixers, I, I just don't see that happening. Danny, do you see like a like a possibility or just a world a world where Ben Simmons like plays like one game for the Sixers this year? Or do you think he doesn't even suit up? Nah, he's out of there. Yeah, it's not happening. I don't think it just can't happen with all the stuff that's been you know getting thrown around with the Sixers players, the Sixers personnel. There's just no way he can come back. It's like the Carson Wentz situation on mm-hmm. steroids. Like, there's just no way he can come back. The thing that's, like, so that weird is that, like, nothing big sort of, like, happened. Like, they didn't bring him – they didn't bring in, like, a replacement for him or anything. I mean, it's that just playoff like, loss was pretty – It just – it seems brutal. like he's been, like, like been attacked and bombarded by social media, and that's why he doesn't want to play in Philly anymore. I mean, that's just what I think. I don't think that's true. Like, he's probably – there's obviously something under – under there that's probably like the determining factor but like from the outside it just seems like people always tweeting him saying you can't shoot you can't do this and it's just gotten to his head yeah for me for me personally with that i'm i'm kind of a simmons truther that the man is legitimately elite at every single other element of the game other than oh yeah same me too i love simmons i love it so i think he is definitely being scapegoated a bit but but i mean this or like going on with that, the the seventy sixers off, um, front office has done legitimately nothing to help him out. They've tried putting shooting around him. I mean, the Seth Curry move was pretty solid, but I mean that the maximum contract to Al Horford and Tobias Harris. I mean, I I don't think I don't think it's totally on Ben Simmons' shoulders. And I think if Ben Simmons was to be traded to a team like maybe Sacramento, or Orlando, or like the Thunder. Maybe it's less glamorous and we'd hear less about him, but I think that's what Simmons needs, just like what Markel Fultz needed. Just like a uh, lower, I 100% lower disagree with that. I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that as well because they have surrounded him with shooters. They got Seth, Seth Curry. They got, they had, did they have JJ Reddick? They did have JJ Reddick. They, they, they have JJ Reddick. They, Tobias Harris is a great shooter. Joel Embiid is a pretty good shooter now. You have, what's his name? Danny Green was a great shooter. Mm-hmm. They have given him weapons. It's not their fault that he can't capitalize off of that. And they yeah. also got – is Shake Milton a good shooter? I know he's a good mid-range he's a shooter. Solid yeah, shooter. He's, he's a solid shooter. Shake shooter. Milton off the bench. Who else? Furkan Korkmaz. Like, yeah. that is a great core for shooting. Like, when, like I, I, I don't know how you could get better than that. Obviously, if you're like the Warriors. But that's a great supporting cast for someone who cannot shoot at all. Yeah, I kind of like, just myself a little bit there. I'm talking more the contracts that they gave to a couple of those players. They gave Ben his... Simmons a max contract. They gave yeah. him everything he could have possibly wanted. And then yeah. his fit alongside their other superstar, Joel Embiid. I don't think but it's that's, real that's But not they want him. them to coexist, though. They want them yeah, to that's not... the point of putting shooters around them and you not can, trading one of them. You cannot but now blame Embiid. to improve. He's failed yeah, to do you, his job. You, you can't blame Embiid because he's been playing like an MVP the past two years. So if you were to blame someone, it'd be the other guy who you gave a max contract to, and that's Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. I think I think Simmons is a case where he was just doomed by circumstance, and I could really legitimately see a world where Simmons gets traded to a less stakes environment, and he he just he becomes the player that he was supposed to be, that LeBron type player. He just needs the eyes off of him, and for him to just focus on his game and take all this criticism to heart, and He's a he's a at least a mid range jumper away from being being a problem in this league for years. Well, it's in, it's entirely possible, but I've been watching this guy for the past what four years, five years, whatever. 
five, six years, honestly. Well, I mean, he didn't play that first year, but yeah, yeah he right hasn't done that. anything to improve. If anything, he might have gotten worse. The reason for that is probably because teams started to catch on for him, to him. But there's things that he was doing his rookie year that he's now doing worse than he was his rookie year. He has done like absolutely what? nothing to improve. He has not started to – like his finishing, for example. Mm-hmm. So he used to be a lot more crafty around the rim. He used to be have a lot more soft of a touch. He can't finish. There's guards that are better finishers than him. And he's six foot ten, over two hundred pounds, a freak of a build. If On I can just that, interrupt. If I can just like interrupt. Whole, shooting's been the whole discussion with him. And he has not shot the ball at all. Every single offseason, videos, talk, discussion, nothing to improve. So if I, I would, if I can throw something out there right now, I, I just have a little theory that if a team like Sacramento or maybe maybe the Trailblazers get Simmons, why not put him at center and then put him alongside someone like Harrison Barnes or or Robert Covington? So in the I front there. I think that's what's going to happen when he goes to another that's team. He's going to really, be playing that's the power. That's a really good point. He's like going to be that. playing power forward or center with another yeah. team. But I want to touch on like what you were mentioning like a little while ago. You said that he's like lost his touch or he's gotten worse at finishing. Like how? Like, I don't, I don't get, like, I don't r- really understand that. Like, how has he gotten worse at finishing? Has his, like, percentages gone down? Like, how does that, like, happen? Is it because of his injuries? or? Well, I, I think know, it would he's... be a confidence kind of thing with him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because, like, that, that one clip where he passed on the layup or the yeah. dunk and he passes to Tybal. He's yeah. scared. No, he's scared. It's, it is totally a confidence thing. The whole – it's not even shooting either. It's him being aggressive. It's him attacking the rim. He doesn't even do that. And when he does do that, he's got the whole city fired up, screaming how, oh, yeah, this is what you could be if you just did this every game. This is what LeBron is. And then the yeah. next game, he goes and just doesn't do that. So it is entirely his fault. He hasn't done anything to prove his case. Joel Embiid has been doing his job. And when you have a guy like Joel Embiid who's battled injuries before, he's going to have a short prime. Everybody knows that. He's one fall away from just not getting up. And when you have a guy like Ben Simmons on the team who's not helping that at all, you just can't afford to wait for him. Yeah, kind of to throw some more comparisons out there, I think this could be like the Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, kind of Markel Fultz kind of realm, just just kind of on steroids there. I think I think it's just a change of scenery. scenery. It means mm-hmm. to happen yeah. for his career. Like I remember with Lonzo, as a Laker, he was just terrible. Like I, there's just clips everywhere of him missing Lance and that kind of thing. Same kind of thing that's happening with Ben. And I think I think him changing scenery and just having like a like an Oklahoma City kind of environment to grow, like Shea has, I think that would just be huge for him. All right, yeah, change of scenery, I think, is definitely important for him. Okay, so let's get to my mock trades here. So my first one. I totally have... forgot this kid was even had his. We're just been talking <laughs> about Jazz for the past twenty minutes. But my first one, like Jad said, is going to have Ben Simmons going to a small market, Cleveland, the land where LeBron started. Right now, part of me loves this just because I kind of want to ship him to an irrelevant city. But the Sixers <laughs> are going to be getting back Darius Garland, Ricky Rubio, and a first round pick for Ben Simmons. I like the idea of the Sixers getting back a guard. You know, point guard specifically in return for Simmons. And here they get Garland, a young guy who can grow. They get back Ricky Rubio as well, just really to con- match contracts. But he's also a solid point guard off the bench. I like Tyrese Maxey a lot. I think he has a future in the league. 
I think right now, though, I see him a little bit more as a spark plug, kind of off the bench in a six-man role. I think he can step in to start, but if you're starting Tyrese Maxey, is that really a championship point guard? Same can be said about Garland, but I think Garland, you know, given that he was a former, what, fourth overall pick, has a little bit more upside there. What do you All right, not to, not to completely destroy this trade, but this is just terrible, to be honest with you. I'm sorry, Dan, but starting with the yeah. Cleveland side, they just I'm signed. Not, I'm not going to really touch in on this. How many, I'm not how many centers do they have? Cleveland. They've got Jared Allen there. They just drafted Evan Mobley. Mobley. They signed Laurie Marketing. And for Garland's spot, I mean, they have made it clear this offseason that Garland is a guard they want for the future. So if any sort of trade was to happen, it would most likely be for Sexton. And no I chance. Think, I think they like Sexton more than Garland. No, I think they like Garland more. Yeah, they really? Really like Garland more. Yep. Why? Sexton for some, is so much better. I think Garland has more upside as far as playmaking. No than Sexton chance. Is. Yes, no chance. I, I, I think so. Sexton, Sexton's career, I could see it being a lot like Terry Rozier. Garland's they, defense. They just do not. They they do not want to pay him. Pretty soon the, coming up. The the very select Cleveland Cavaliers that I've watched, Garland is such a liability on defense. So is Sexton. But I'd much rather have Sexton just because he can score better, and they're both poor on defense. So I mean, I'd give the edge, edge to Sexton there, but I would I would value Sexton a lot more than that. This whole offseason, Sexton has been in trade talks. With, I know teams, the Sixers have been involved, as well as the Mavericks. I know were a big one for him. But I'm just saying, for 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 the 76ers side, I think this would be an ideal trade because I can see Garland being like a being like a sort of Damian Lillard, just just much much lower tier Damian Lillard kind of player, and grow into that. But for the Cavs, I don't I don't think they can put more non-shooting around Evan Mobley, who's supposed to be their center of the future. Well, also remember that Simmons is still a point guard. The Cavs might view him as a point guard. Yeah, they can know? put Sexton at the shooting guard. So Sexton's like that score next to Simmons. You know, they still have Jetty Osman. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go to a more I'd say realistic kind of trade. I'm gonna go Malcolm Brogdon, T.J. Warren for Ben Simmons. So Sixers get a little bit of depth here. They get kind of like a playmaking uh, point guard who can shoot the rock. Is gonna be very efficient. Very boring, I would say, trade here. And Brogdon's actually pretty old, you know, despite where he was drafted, I think, in 2016. But uh, that's going to be kind of a solid trade, I'd say, for both sides. Pacers I'd give more of a building yeah, block. I'd, I'd give the edge to Philly right there because I like Brogdon. But who are who like the, the centerpieces for the Pacers now? I know they have Karis LeVert. Sabonis. Sabonis, Sabonis. Mm, Sabonis. Who's there? Is Who's there the center still Miles Turner? Yeah. Yes, but he might be on the block. So is there a possibility where they give like Sabonis for Simmons or are they going to keep this, both of them? No, they wouldn't give Sabonis for Simmons. No. Okay. And the Sixers would just, wouldn't really Sixers want wouldn't that want either. That. Okay, so would they slide Simmons to the one then, the Pacers, and then just play Laverde to the two? Would. Okay. Yeah. Who's their, who would their three be? Is it like one of the holiday guys or? Well, their three would normally, I think, be TJ Warren. Again, Sixers are getting him. Jeremy Lamb. Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb. I really do like this trade and to kind of throw a wrench into it. I was thinking about doing uh involving the Timberwolves with these two teams, then having, if I can get this right, Simmons go to the Timberwolves, um, D'Angelo Russell go to the Pacers, and then mm. Malcolm Brogdon mm. and TJ Warren go into the Sixers. Okay. And That'd I think I think with this trade it would 
kind of help all three of these teams out because I don't think the Pacers really need a Ben Simmons kind of player along with their two big men. I think Jandro Russell would be better, and then Miles Turner could kind of help him for the defensive side. Then for the Timberwolves, they get they get Ben Simmons, who's probably the most ideal fit to go next to Carl Anthony Towns, and I think that team would just be scary. And I think I like that Sixers, a little bit more. We already like talked that about that. Yeah, I like that, but like if you're the Timberwolves and you're replacing, so they're basically replacing D'Lo with Simmons. Do yeah. they really get that much better? They 100%, 100% do, in my opinion. Really? 100%. They, they, they get better defensively, but do they get better offensively? Because obviously D'Lo's a better shooter. Mm-hmm. Simmons is a better passer. So, I mean, does it sort of balance out and they get better? Or how, how, how would that work? I think yeah, I as would... far as contending for the playoff contention, which is what the Timberwolves really need now, Simmons is a much better fit, a much better option to go with. You could put him next to Cat, you know, I would say they're going to benefit off each other. You know, Cat shooting is going to benefit Simmons, and then Simmons' playmaking and defense is going to benefit Cat. Um, on top of that, uh, Simmons, obviously a playmaker, a defender, team defender. He's just going to benefit that whole team more than D'Lo would, I think. Yeah, kind of. I think their their projected lineup, if this trade was to go down, would be Patrick Beverly, who they traded for this offseason, Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, Ben Simmons, and Carl Anthony Towns, and I love that. I think I think that roster would be a problem. I think Patrick Beverly and Ben Simmons would be able to hide, would be able to hide Cat more than a lot of other lineups out there. And That'd I be a really good defensive backcourt. Yeah, I think that team would be a problem. I think that would be a top six seed there. Top six. In the I don't know about top six. That is bold. But no, they're, I, I, they're, I love that. The they're Lakers were a, the Lakers were a six seed this past year. Well, the Phoenix seven. Suns are going to fall off. Okay. Uh, I mean, I that's a that's a bold take. I the think Clippers the Suns are going to fall pretty off. Pretty good. I see with no with no uh, Kawhi. Yeah, I would just, I would love that fit. I think Carl Anthony Towns would be unleashed. I think defensively they'd be a problem. And yeah, I, we're I talking a lot of good that. NBA stuff here. Once we get into the NBA season, these episodes will be really fun to talk about. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, I got one more trade real quick. All right, and this is ideal, in my opinion, for the Sixers. I don't think it's going to be with the Kings. I don't think the Kings would do it. And oh boy, it was rumored that they said that they wouldn't do it. But the trade's going to be Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald for Ben Simmons. So, obviously, like we mentioned, uh, Kings kind of need to do something just to get back into that playoff contention. And getting a guy like Ben Simmons just to improve that defense, that playmaking, kind of shake things up, I think would benefit them. Yeah, I think if I'm the Kings, I wouldn't do that just because I like Halliburton way too much. He's pro- he's a centerpiece, I think, for the team for the next couple of years. Yeah, when you introduced the trade, I was I I thought you were gonna put in Fox there, mm. but um, mm. I, I don't. Yeah. I love this for the for the for the Sixers. I think that would be that would probably yeah, be yeah. perfect no for doubt. that roster. No but doubt. I don't see the Kings accepting that. Huge L for the Kings, but big W for the Sixers. I mean, that's just ideal for this. Yeah. Young guard who could play point guard or shooting guard, you know, that combo guard mm-hmm. role, and also yeah. another shooter just to put around Embiid. That's excellent. Yeah, I think that would unleash Embiid. I, if that trade was to go down, I would probably put Embiid as one of my one of my MVP favorites, if not the MVP favorite. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we really appreciate you guys. Have anything else to add? No, I think that's all I wanted to add. I didn't have anything else to say. I'm all set. Maybe right, cool. maybe one thing about how the the Timberwolves just fired their their president of basketball operations. Mm. Well, I think if we 
New was, ownership, Aaron Aaron Rodriguez, or not Aaron Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> we could we could get a dedicated full NBA episode. I mean, this one we thought was gonna be like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. We've been recording for a half hour now. Pretty right. good. We yeah, got guys. Some good good ideas in. When the NBA starts to kind of get rolling, we're planning on doing like uh, one NBA episode and one NFL episode every week, so two total episodes a week at least. Um, but we'll see how that kind of unfolds. Hoping to get the uh, the studio ready, just improve that audio. Oh yeah, the visual aspect yeah. as well. So, oh, um, and we'll definitely coming. have we'll definitely have like a set schedule because we've been getting episodes like really on mixed days. So we'll we'll plan a, a good schedule for recording, putting out episodes. Again, we're still in school, so we gotta gotta plan accordingly for all three of us. But right, yeah, right, right. Uh, yes. Thank you all coming. for listening. Thank you guys all for listening. And again, this should be on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. The links to our social medias will be in the description of all three. We appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, this is the Between the Lines crew for Nishant. Dan. Jamon. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.